sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. They're kooky and they're spooky. It's time to cross to the other side. Welcome to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Good evening, everybody, and welcome to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio with your hosts, Anne Rekovich and the saucy... Oh, the saucy Renata Daniel. Oh, How are you? She's a bit feisty tonight, actually. Mm. We're, we're on the edge, aren't we, Renata? Mm, I forgot that we'd actually done our True Hauntings live... Uh, ra- uh, our live whatever it show, was. whatever it was, last yeah. Wednesday. We have done so much over the last couple of days my head is spinning yeah well mine's too like literally in five days we've done the the i can't find the words true hauntings live Live. performance of the amateurville horror case yes to a sold out audience plus we had to put an extra lot of seats on to fit everyone in yeah yep uh then we had friday night we had our tarot show Tarot show yes. Thursday night. Yes. Then we had um, Maitland Jail on Friday, Friday night, which night. is sold out. Yep. Then we drove to Dubbo yesterday. Yes. And we ran the Dubbo Extended Ghost Tour Paranormal yes. Paranormal Experience, and that which was, was sold out as well. Sold out as well. And then we've driven back today. Yes. We're just a little tad. So we're we're tired. We're here, obviously, tonight doing this, and then tomorrow we get back into the car and, and we, we drive go, again. But we're not going to tell them no, where. You'll have to you'll have to jump on all of our socials tomorrow to find out where we're going tomorrow. We might go live during the day in the, the oh, road trip. Yes, that should be and fun. Guess where we are. We'll put up little things. Yes, and that kind of will. And you'll have to guess where we are. I did that. I did that today with a particular. Oh, that was a thing beautiful photo, that, Renata. I know it, it was special. It was very it was special. That's very a really artistic. good word to describe and it. And I asked people, "Where am I?" And someone said, um, "Spiritually." And I said, "No, <laughs> <laughs> no, there's, the there's nothing spiritual about the pair of us." On the road. <laughs> And uh, it took a while, but someone got it. Yes, we were at Dunny Doo. Dunny Doo with the black swan with, with the, the googly swan. eyes. Yes. Yeah. Yes, so congratulations. Do they win a prize? No, they Just win nothing. Just your undying gratitude. Absolutely nothing. But <laughs> it's worth doing. Yeah, it's warm in here, isn't it? It is. And I've even put the aircon on cool. What's going on? I don't know. It's just our hot flesh. <laughs> the hotness in the studio. You you should have seen us last night. We had matching PJs on. We're trying out some new merch and it arrived. And these are fabulous. We'll have to put a photo up. No, we won't. We'll have to find a decent one. I don't think there is one. Let's just picture this. Long sleeve white shirts across your chest is embroidered, not embroidered, but um, embellished. Embellished. Frightfully good. Mm-hmm. On the back is a picture of Anne and Renata, mm-hmm. and your bottoms are red and white stripes. We look like where's Wally gone wrong? <laughs> yes. But they were really comfy. Yes. If you would like a pair, let us know. Anyway, <laughs> I've got a story before we have to go to the first song because we've already wasted six minutes. I have a There's story. There's nothing wasted about what we just said. It was all fabulous. <laughs> it was. I've got a story about haunted hotels in the Queensland's Atherton Tablelands. Oh, can we go visit? So if you are from Queensland's Atherton Tablelands, send us a message right now and tell us, hey, I'm from there. 
but I'm going to tell you a story and then I've got a bit of a whinge. So the Atherton Tablelands in far north Queensland, oh, we love far north Queensland, don't we? Yeah, we <laughs> do. It's famous for its rich history and beautiful waterfalls, but scratched beneath the surface and visitors recite tales of the paranormal in the <laughs> and things that go bump in the night. Well, I've still got PTSD after that. Many buildings dating back to the turn of the 20th century have a reputation for being haunted. Oh. Ghost stories are common amongst locals, though sceptics have a more practical explanation. Oh, those bloody sceptics. The Younger Borough Hotel, built in 1910, is the second largest timber hotel in the Southern Hemisphere. That sounds like one we have to go to. I reckon. Now, Hotel Supervisor Kayleen Patterson said that there have been many instances of unexplained activity at the pub. <coughs> well, I guess so. It's a pub. <laughs> Who knows what's happened after five bourbons? I'm know. sure there's a lot of unexplained activity. <laughs> I reckon. We have a resident ghost called Maud who used to own the hotel, she said. Our operations manager stayed one night. She was all alone and heard classical music but could not find the source of the music. She said doors would not budge sometimes when rooms were being cleaned despite being unlocked. So we walk away and say, OK, Maud, we won't go into the room yet. And when we come back, they open freely. Now, we've had that happen when we went to um, the that hotel, the Bellbird, Bellbird Hotel. Did we? Yes. We walked up to some rooms and the... the um, proprietor that was there at the time tried to open them with his keys and they wouldn't oh yes they refused to open yep uh and they didn't open until we left yeah and um then he went up and used the keys and uh, those doors opened so we need to go stay in those rooms yes so back to Maud. She said Sorry, Maud. room 26 received the most complaints. I've heard a story about a couple who stayed in that room and they awoke to seeing faces on the walls, Miss Patterson said. Creepy as. I haven't seen anything with my own eyes, but I have heard lots of stories about room 26. Well, maybe, my sweetheart, you need to spend a night in there. And maybe she's not on. woke enough. Mm, maybe. We get people staying there and then asking to change rooms. Now, room 17 at the Melanda Lodge Motel also has a reputation for things that go bump in the night. I bet it does. It's <laughs> naughty weekends away. Yes. Oh, we had some bumps in the night last night in the motel we were staying at, but we'll get to that in a minute. Yes, we'll tell that story yeah. later. According to local folklore, the motel is on the site of a former abattoir. Ooh. The scene of a horrific death when one of the meat workers fell into a vat of boiling <gasps> oil. Why do they have boiling oil at an abattoir? I they don't, don't know. That doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't, but you know. It makes a good story, though. Yes. Owner Eunice Sexton recalled the <laughs> night... No laughing. Um, recall the night a brave bride-to-be had a scare during the night <laughs> and it wasn't pre-wedding jitters. A bride who was getting married the next day heard some screaming in her room and then oh, chose to sleep oh. next door with her bridesmaids, she said. <laughs> she didn't want to sleep in that room alone. Oh, dear. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I think she's covering her backside there. <laughs> Three ghosts for the price of one is the next story, and, and this is about Ada's frock shop. Don't you love that word, frock? That has to be, That's yeah, a Northern 1960s. Queensland. <laughs> 
It's Ada's frock shop. <laughs> That's a 1960s word. If I ever heard one, frock. Frock. They talk, if, they, if somebody says to you, "That's a nice frock," they're actually insulting you. I think. <laughs> so spruits are rumoured to tinker through the tea rooms. Ada's frock shop and the old newspaper bureau at the Herberton Historical Village. Jodie Osborne works in the tea rooms, formerly the Bakerville pub. Ms Osborne believes that the site is haunted by Albertina, the old publican. Albertina. Albertina. So is this Albert? Ina. Yeah, but is that a female name or a male name? No, it's a female name, Albertina. Oh, that's what I was starting to wonder. She comes into the kitchen. Don't make me stop. She comes into the kitchen and we have had items that have been flung across the room, she said. We hear footsteps walking around when nobody else is here and we hear the sounds of the old tills. Ms Osborne said it wasn't a frightening or angry presence. She just wants to be noticed, she said. We see movement out the back when nobody is there and we joke amongst ourselves. (laughs) Oh, that's just Albertina. Albertina has other worldly company in the village. (laughs) Robert said they wanted a boy. That's why they called him Albertina. (laughs) Uh, I like that, Robert. uh, According to another manager, we have had some Ghostbuster people come and stay the night with their equipment, she said. Well, that sounds exciting. They stay the night with their equipment and their Ghostbuster type of people. Yeah. Mm. In the tea rooms and the frock shop. <laughs> frock. <laughs> Just want to go into a frock you shop. You look nice in your frock tonight. <laughs> they supposedly found a lady. And in the main street where the Herberton Times printer is, there is an old gentleman who wanders around the street. Yeah, I think he's homeless. Yeah, he probably. He may not be a ghost. Other places across the tablelands include the Raven Shoe Hotel, the Garadunga Hotel and the Mount Malloy National Hotel also claim to be haunted. I think we need a road trip up there and we need to do all of them. As long as I don't have to drive this week. If anyone can host us, we we will be there. Now, alternative explanations because, geez, we need the Australian sceptics to to step in and really muck things up. So Australian Skeptics Executive Officer Tim Mendham... Oh, you know they're an important person when they say they're an executive officer. Yeah, said there were other explanations, especially when it came to the older buildings. In those buildings, the wood is continually expanding or shrinking. The water pipes move when people hear footsteps. It could be an old building creaking or groaning, he said. Oh, right. It could be. It could be. But it may not. Hmm. Older buildings also let in drafts and the cold. There are a whole lot of reasons. Yeah, I don't think they're good enough, Tim. He's just not woke enough. Yeah, Mr Mendham said having a resident ghost in a pub or accommodation was not always a bad thing. A lot of things seem to move, especially in old pubs, when suddenly a glass drops off a wall or a chair moves across the floor, he said. Oh, come on. A chair moving across the floor. Just like on its own. Yeah, like, just, like, just goes yeah. for a drag. No. Yeah, no. That, that's the mice that are doing that. He said he had been on ghost tours. They're lots of fun. Oh, and there's no harm being done by there, but there is always an alternative explanation. It may be disappointing, but unfortunately, it's probably the truth. Now, Robert said snakes also let themselves into and cassowaries. 
Uh-huh. Oh. oh. Now, I want to give a special shout out to Sue B from Indiana, USA. Hello, Sue B. Thank you not, for listening. Not only is she uh, there at 6.13am in the morning to listen to us, she's not fully awake yet. Oh. Sue, go Cooey. get Cooey. <laughs> Cooey, How uh, you going? Go get yourself a cuppa. And now, we'll that, now that's that's a cup of coffee. Or tea, whatever floats yeah, your boat. Give you we the, call that a cuppa. Yeah, give yourself a, a chance to wake up. Yeah. And what we're going to do is we're going to head to a little bit of a song. Now, I don't know what this is. It's going to be a bit of a surprise. It just says Sam. Sam Smith. Sm- uh, Dancing with a stranger. Oh, well. It's written there in front of you. No, it just says Sam Smith. No, go up the top. Oh, it is. It's flashing up there. Look at that. <laughs> oh, I've learned something new. How long have we been here doing this, Anne? Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And it's that time of the evening where Auntie Anne tells a story or something like that, but I have to do things a little differently tonight. So I'm hoping very much that I don't upset all the beautiful people at home, because normally I do this in the second hour, but I'm going to have to do it in the first hour, because my other story is a little bit... uh, Maybe be better off after nine o'clock. So I'm going to do the... uh, What are you talking about? Well, in the second half, I'm going to be talking about the cemetery workers describe the creepiest things left at graves. Oh, right. Okay, yes. Um, And when when they say things left at graves, it's not what you think. Okay. So it's a little bit disturbing, some of the stories. So I, I thought I'd go to my paranormal trash or treasure now. Awesome. Now, I don't know if you saw on the... uh, What's the Newcastle Live Radio community page, a group, that I put up some pictures. And I'm going to show Renata these pictures now and she can describe them to you. This is the haunted object that is on sale tonight on Etsy. Okay. Now, it's a a jacket or a coat of some form or a a blouse. What is it, Renata? Yes, it it looks like part of uh, some sort of maybe uniform or something uh, from the 1800s, I would say, Mm -hmm. or early 1900s. Button down the front, a high uh, collar, mm-hmm. uh, in a real horrible prison grey type yeah. of you know colour, which was not going to be beautiful on any woman. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's about it. And there is a, a small picture at the front of what this item would have looked like um, if someone was wearing it. Mm-hmm. And there is also there a little lock of hair. Oh, that's what it is. Yes, it's a little lock of hair. So if I, I blow that uh, up, you can yes. see that a little strand of hair there. Yes, yes. Now, I'll show you what that picture looks like, just so that you are aware. So, we have a nice little young girl there. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. So, this is called Young Edina's Jacket. Now, I, I, I don't know if I've said that. Edina's. Edina. Young, Edina. Well, it's no I there. It's E-D-E-N-A. Edina. Okay. Or Eden Ah. <laughs> or Adina. Yeah, so it yeah. is uh, a jacket, a photograph, and hair. This Victorian jacket belonged to a little young lady named Edna. So, guys, what I do is I go onto uh, Etsy or eBay and I find items that are allegedly haunted and I report to you. And you guys have got to work out whether you think this is fact or fiction, fiction, trash or treasure. So, pinned to her beloved jacket is her hair and there is a black and white photograph of her. These items have been kept pristine 
Edna came from a wealthy family. She was a loved child. Her and her family immigrated here from Germany. Spirit box sessions will sometimes come through in German, but they also come back in English as well, which I always thought was amazing and quite fun. I wonder if she knows Hans. Uh, it is said that Edna was a loving. Oh, sorry. Ed, Edna had a loving mother, but a not so nice father. Oh. I know. He expected a lot out of Edna. He expected her to marry rich and have children. He wanted her to start at a young age. Now, how old does she look in that picture? She only looks like she's about nine. Oh, look, they were they were throwing them to the wolves yeah. by the time they were 13 and 14, just so they didn't have to feed them. Yeah, probably. Edina enjoyed sewing quilts with her grandmother. They get a lot from the photo, don't they? They do. This was highly frowned upon by her father. He was expecting her to become a scientist or a lawyer, no doubt, in the 1800s. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when that Ed- was simply, no way. No way could a woman become a scientist or a I'm lawyer. I'm joking. I was joking. So when Edna fell ill with tuberculosis, it was rather suspicious when her mother woke up to find Edna dead in her bed, but wrapped strangely in a quilt she had just finished with her grandmother. Now, all three psychics go wild with their thoughts. Oh, right. Okay. This is just a random sentence in the middle of the description of what this item is. (laughs) Now, all three psychics go wild with their thoughts. (gasps) I can't do that over the radio. I know, but... How's that? Okay. Okay. They all say the same thing. Something much more sinister had happened the night Edna passed. It was indeed her father. Edna was actually making progress and was getting better. But he was not suspected of this crime because tuberculosis was very common back then and so many died from it. It is also said that Edna's father had some kind of strange hatred for her. <laughs> and maybe it was because he never truly thought Edna was his real daughter. So you hear what they're saying there? Now the mother's had a fling as oh. well. The psychics are going wild with their thoughts. Yes, of course. You can't say poor Edna just died because she was unwell. Yeah. There's got to be something really Thank- Yeah, there's, there's got to be bad stuff associated with it because otherwise it's not going to sell. Yeah. Thankfully, yeah. the father is not attached and has not come through. They're talking about the clothing now. Not, right, not right. attached to Edna. No, right. not attached to the clothing. Right. right. Uh, and, uh, but Edna is always very anxious to talk. And over time, she's confirmed many things for us. Yeah. She's a great spirit coming through her blouse. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard of things coming through blouses before, but, you know. Um, anyway, Eden, Eden. Oh, we've gone to Eden now. They've changed it. They've left off the A. So Eden makes her presence known. Quite often there will be mists, odd things that you cannot explain in photos. There'd be orbs. <laughs> There's got to be There'd orbs. There'd be orbs. I know. Every time they shake that shirt... <laughs> There's orbs. She comes through the shirt. Yes. Bits of her skin. <laughs> Bits of her skin fluff out. Nice. They become orbs. Okay. Um, That's an explanation of orbs. Oh, well, dead skin. It's dead skin cells. So it could be right. It could be bits of people. Uh, absolutely. Then, uh, now, so hang on. So things that you cannot explain in photos, lights flickering. Mm-hmm. 
And uh, then upon speaking out to her, it will stop. Right. So the lights flicker. We'll have to try that in here if the lights flicker tonight. We'll say, Edna. Shut up, Edna. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I thought of... um, Yeah. Oh, sorry. Um, I had a child point at the jacket and tell me there was a girl in a black dress standing behind me. Immediately, I thought of Edna. (laughs) (laughs) Overall, this piece is very sweet. Edna will not harm you. I think she wants to be accepted and loved over anything I believe she'll try to get your attention uh, any way she can Yes. Edna is a great piece for those who love the paranormal. Now, guys. Oh, I forgot we were selling something. Yeah, we're right. selling something. Yep. Now, just at this stage, because I'm about to finish, I want you to all text through to me on mm-hmm. 0490844886 what you think this item is worth. Ooh. So, what do you think they've got it for? What is the price? So, it's like a blouse or a jacket it's or something. It's a blouse like that. with yep. a picture of the girl and, and a also a hair. lock of her hair yep. um, at 0490. 084886 you let me know how much you would pay for this so it's a great piece for those who love the paranormal if you have any questions please message anytime I'm looking for caretakers of these precious items mm-hmm. not owners mm-hmm. if you cannot tell the difference between the two shop elsewhere mm-hmm. how's that for a nasty finish up on it all mm-hmm. now what, what have we got? Have we got any takers on how much this is worth and what it's going for? <clears throat> well, Robert says $350 and Catherine says maybe $300. Higher. <laughs> higher, people, higher. Come on, <laughs> lift it up. Sarah says about $100. Uh, yeah, I, th- I'm probably more wanting to go with Sarah's than anyone else's. Now, Catherine says I wouldn't pay this. <laughs> well, none of us would, Catherine. That's not the point. What's it going for? Yes. What's it going oh, for? Beck says 185. You're all too low. Yeah. See, it's over. It's over. Um, it's over. I'm, over 350. I'm going to have to reveal it because we're going to have to go to oh, a okay. song before much longer. Okay. So what? Okay. Any more? Emmy says 666. Oh, Emmy, I like your number. Uh, Robert says 799. Oh, now they're all overshooting. They've they've gone a little bit too far. Okay. All right. Her price on Etsy right now, you can go and buy it, people, if you want to have young Edna's jacket, is $401.60. Is it paranormal trash or paranormal treasure? (sighs) I, I think it's an interesting shirt, but looking at the shirt and looking at the photo of the girl... She wasn't wearing anything that looked like that. And it looks more like a work person's shirt than it does a young girl's shirt. Yes. And they failed to see in the photograph that there is a walking cane next to her. Yes. So she was quite ill, probably with something that whoever the photo was of. And I'm going with you. I don't think the photo has anything to do with the shirt. Yes, and I'd also like to say the girl in the photo has black hair and the uh, one on the jacket is very blonde. Yes. Very blonde. It would have had to be her baby hair. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it looks. It doesn't look like baby hair. It's quite coarse. It actually looks more like coarse hair. <laughs> oh, don't we love paranormal trash and treasure? Mm-hmm. Uh, so next week we are hoping to go back to our ghost writer. 
because we have a very interesting character that we are going to introduce to you next oh, week. Oh, yes, yes. He's going to become possibly irregular, but we need to introduce him in the uh, proper way. In the proper and, way. And give you the backstory of who this character is. But in the meantime, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to head to a song. And after this song, we will answer your paranormal questions, but you need to text them through on 0490848886. Come on, guys, give us some questions. Please, because we've got no imagination to not to come up with anything. We need a question. Do you have paranormal questions? Well, we have the answers. It's time for Spooky Chat with Anne and Renata. Well, I hope you've sent your questions through to Anne and Renata on Spooky Sunday's Newcastle Live Radio. Mm-hmm. There's you, still time. There is still time because we do this. Zero four nine zero eight four triple eight six. And we have uh, a whole half hour to answer you. Yeah. But I want to say thank you to Daniela, who said just wants to say a huge congratulations on a fantastic first True Hauntings Live. It was such a great night. Um, yes, and I uh, that was I saw the same name as well. So don't worry. There was a lady called Laura Dedeo, and up on the screen it looked like Laura Dildo. <laughs> 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 and so looking forward to the first ever live show in Gloucester this Wednesday night. Oh, yes. So not only are we driving for three and a half hours tomorrow and three and a half hours Tuesday, we're driving for four hours on <laughs> Wednesday because we're going there and going back. And big shout out to Daniela and Zach. Thank you for listening. Maxine says she would buy the PJs. There you go. Um, uh, and Catherine is saying she wouldn't pay that sort of money for that. Uh, we are going now up to Beck. Hi, Beck. Thanks for texting in. Uh, good evening. When I was about eight, I saw the spirit of a boy in the corner of my bedroom. He stood still with a smile on his face and curly hair, but he was completely green. Oh. Head to toe. Oh. Have you ever come across different coloured spirits like this? Why might have he been green? Oh, that is a very, very interesting question. Uh, I think there have been a number of different spirits that have been talked about. I mean, God, how many years have people been collecting uh, ghost stories? Hundreds of years. Hundreds of years. So there would probably be um, spirits of different colours. This is unusual, though. We don't hear a lot of spirits uh, that appear, like you said, from head to toe in green. You were eight years old. Um, yeah, maybe you had some dodgy Brussels sprouts that <laughs> night or something, and uh, all that was on your mind was that your mother made you eat them. And sometimes, and look, it's we're being funny, but Tongue sometimes this happens that you become, um, I guess, distressed about something, and it imprints in your mind in a particular way. And remember that sometimes dreams are very uh, symbolic. Um, and I'm not saying that this is a dream, but sometimes images are very symbolic. Let's put it that way. Um, I completely and totally believe that you saw this little boy uh, in green. Why? No idea. It could just be that uh, they either weren't able to project themselves in their full 
natural colour and they could only come through in one tone. It could be that uh, you could only perceive them in that uh, light uh, at your ability level. It could be that you were in a deep dream and it felt like you were seeing them real, um, but for some unknown reason you were seeing them in green. Maybe you'd seen uh, the um, green eggs and ham or something like that with Dr. Zeus. <laughs> it could be anything. I mean, it was a while ago, but it's a really interesting thing. It's not something I've heard of before. So thank you for sending that through. We've got another question here from Emma. And she said, what do you make of the ghost spirit of animals in the house that aren't your deceased animals? I was brushing my teeth last night in the mirror. Over my shoulder, I saw the spirit of a cat. Clear as anything. My dog was looking in the direction and started making a weird noise. Just a random event in my weird house. Now, different animals have different meanings as well. Mm -hmm. uh, it could just be uh, the um, residual energy of that particular um, animal that may have resided in that house. Mm -hmm. What do you got, Renata? Yeah, could be, depending on whether um, they have moved into the house. The house has a bit of history from the ownership of other people. It may be a residual, as Anne said um, moment in time where you have seen the animal uh, that belonged to somebody else in in that home. Uh, I, I doubt whether it would have been something that um, would happen and have some sort of intelligence in it. It sounds to me that like it's residual. Yeah. Yeah. But thank you for the question. That was awesome. Can I go back to the green ghost? Yeah, Because sure. I kind of did a Dr. Google oh, and yes. just had a quick look at green ghosts. Because we don't know the answer to everything and we'll yeah. try to find out. But this is really interesting. There are two mentions here that might play into this that we didn't even think about. Did you know that there were green ghosts on Scooby-Doo? Oh. So the Scooby-Doo series had child. green ghosts and so did Ghostbusters. Oh, Ghostbusters Slimer. had Slimer the green ghost. Yes. So if you were around the age where you may have seen Ghostbusters or read a book with the green ghosts in it, that might have had a little bit of an influence. And I know we're being quite sceptical here and sort of putting things in as um, what could have caused it. But, but that's who I we mean, are. That's, that's also a question that you asked, and that's what we would have done if you had sent us a private email and we would have gone, okay, let's go into it a little bit deeper and let's see if we can come up with something that might be able to be of assistance. Yeah, um, and, and that's why people listen to us because we are not the love and light fluffy bunny ladies. We are the feet firmly on the ground and trying to find logical explanations for what is going on out there because there are too many fecking people out there who fill people's minds with absolute rot. Mm -hmm. I heard a young girl on the tour on Friday night and she was a lovely, lovely girl, had a great night, but she said to me that she saw a demon at the end of her bed. Mm -hmm. Now, first off, how would she know that was a demon? Mm -hmm. Was it just a black shadow and she's calling that a demon? Mm -hmm. But this is because of the the TV of today. It's putting this into people's minds and it's it's really giving me the poos big time. Yeah, me too. Everything is demonic mm -hmm. and now people are using that word in their everyday 
terminology when there goes hunting, and yeah. it's not an everyday thing. It's hugely rare, yeah. if at all. Yeah. Hi, Sky. And the thing about the the green ghost uh, and kind of putting it maybe in context that it could be something to do with Scooby Doo, could be something um, from Ghostbusters. Isn't that we are making light of an experience? No, not at all. It's about trying to dispel the fact that everything that is experienced is something nasty and horrible. Mm-hmm. It may have a particular reason for having appeared to you in that way. It doesn't necessarily mean that it is nasty and horrible. Obviously, you've remembered it since you were eight years old, so it has had an impact on your life. And for us, the most important thing is for that impact not to be something that is soul-destroying or makes you fearful of anything that you might want to step into with your own psychic abilities or with your own spiritual journey, that needs to still be open to you. And if we can help and assist by going, no, there could be a really interesting reason why you saw things that way and it's not going to be something that is demonic or nasty or negative, then I think that's the way to go. Right, I'm going to hand you the phone and just you can uh, do that one there because I've just realised I don't think the air conditioning's on and I don't think we have any air in this room and I feel like I'm going to fall from a chair. So you read okay. that one. Um, so Sky says, why do you think I'm seeing things just out of the corner of my vision like I sense someone is there? It's been happening a lot lately. So this is a thing that um, everyone has. Everyone has this ability and when you look at all the things you look at every single second just imagine how much work your brain has to do to interpret that amount of information that is going into your brain to work out what is really important for you to remember and what you don't need to remember in that instant for you to keep safe and secure So your brain is looking at anything that might be uh, a threat to you. And that's how it's interpreting what is important um, from moment to moment that your eyes are seeing. But I think we're going to go to a song and we're going to come back to this because this is a really interesting subject. Thank you for this question because it's a really, really good subject. Something to uh, add to that too. But we'll head off to a great song that Renata has chosen. Are you trying to tell me something here, Renata? It's all the single ladies. Oh, sing along. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. And we're back with Spooky Chat. And I'm just going to go on with Sarah's question a little bit there to put my two bob in. Mm -hmm. Now, our vision is designed so the centre of the eye where the pupil is is where we get most of our vision. And then what they have is what they call peripheral vision, which is the outer vision. So our eyes will see the main part. Well, most of us will see it in focus. Uh, And then the other stuff is like uh, more bits of information, but not as important as what is directly in front of us because we don't want to trip over things so sometimes we may see things moving it could just be shadows uh, they're in our peripheral vision and then when you go to look at it the shadows already passed and that doesn't mean it's paranormal mm-hmm. it could be like a, a 
car going past or mm-hmm. a bird or a plane, Superman. Uh, so it, it it's just not important information, but the brain will slightly register that it's there, mm-hmm. which is why you turn to look at it. Another thing is that dehydration plays a big part. So as soon as you start to uh, dehydrate, your vision will narrow down. So you will lose less of your peripheral vision and you will actually start to get like wavy lines and uh, floaties almost in your side vision, your peripheral vision. And that's where some people, particularly when they're ghost hunting, mm-hmm. they're not drinking enough fluids and yep. they start to see flickering things at the corner of them and it's a demon. Yeah. So that that is another possibility yep. as well. I'll also add to the fact that, um, like you said, we tend to be focusing on what is directly in front of our eyes and so those bits around the side the brain is still trying to interpret so it's going to try and interpret as quickly as possible to what it might be it gives us a bit of partial information it also means that there on those sides our brain isn't engaged fully because it is trying to see directly in front neither is our skepticism we're not trying to work out what that is that's kind of all shut down and then when we think about it and all of these things are happening within a millisecond like our brain is fantastic but we need to understand what's going on mm-hmm. and when then our attention goes to that and we look everything is engaged our eyes are engaged mm-hmm. and that's why we no longer see what we just saw because our eyes are fully focusing on that point and our brain is also going what 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 was that <laughs> Okay, let's have a think about what that was. By that stage, whatever it was is gone. It's no longer there. And it's no longer important. Mm. So unless this is happening consistently and you are registering what that is, not just movement, then it's probably nothing really to worry about uh, or to sort of get get overstressed about. But also, as Anne said, look at medications that might get in the way, um, your uh, sleep patterns that might get in the way, because if the eyes are stressed, they will also um, have difficulties in trying to work out what it is that you're seeing and whether you're getting enough fluids in your body. Um, and this is, again, all to do with the fact that we don't want to misinterpret things so that when things really start happening, uh, we can really go in and start to question those things as important. Or it could be Grandpa or Nana Joe on the the side of your eyes there. Um, All right. so Justin has a question for us. What are your thoughts on the Min Min lights and yowies? I've heard lots of stories people have shared on YouTube. Mm. I'd love to see the Min Min lights. Yeah, I I think we should do a True Hauntings episode on the Min Min lights. I Mm -hmm. think that would be interesting. But my zone of, um, or my area of uh, paranormal expertise isn't in the Yowies. No. I don't know that much about them. I know that uh, we have a good friend who has been involved in Attila's projects. Mm Yeah. So I'm sorry, I can't really help you on that one, Justin. I think it's possible. It's absolutely possible, but it's I've never experienced it myself. And every country in the world has myths and legends about supernatural beasts that uh, lived in that particular area of the world prior to uh, human beings taking over and destroying everything. <laughs> uh, and so there are myths and legends all around the world about creatures like this. Yeah. And Australia has the Yowie. 
uh, and others. Um, And uh, I'm sure if you ask the Indigenous people, they would have a multitude more of these creatures that have over time reached out to the um, human population and tried to, you know, I I guess pass on something. Uh, But they're obviously very, very frightening. Thunderbolts and lightning, That's very, right. very frightening me. Uh, but there are many people out there who are spending a lot of time trying to work this out. So good luck to them, and I hope they do. Yeah, I hope somebody finds something, and I hope nobody harms them if they do find them. That's, That's all I That's right, yeah. Uh, now, hello, Becca Lee from Melbourne. We have a question from you. Why do you think people can be so scared of uh, Ouija boards? What advice would you give to people using them? Oh, this is one of our favourite oh, subjects, and favorite. we're going to have a workshop on Ouija boards. Yep. Uh, we did this once before. Spirit um, talking boards. And if, if you go into the history of Ouija boards and spiritual communication, it will become plainly obvious why all of this happens. But to give you um, the reasoning behind all of this, all I need to do is give you two words, the exorcist. Yeah. And I'll give you one, Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that is why. And, you know, if, and again, this is one of those things that you go, if everyone was given a Ouija board and told that you can communicate with your beautiful loved ones um, using this device, it would mean that everyone had the opportunity to, to do this. And that would mean that other people wouldn't be so bloody special. And I would like to expand a little bit more about giving advice to people on how to use them, but we've got to go to the news. Yeah. Time gets away from us. Uh, Renata's picked a cracker to go out to the news break. Uh, we'll be back after the news break with uh, Renata's story. Where are we going with that? Oh, this is um, the demon. Or oh, the, the demon? The demon in the house and people have to live in a caravan because they're too scared to go in. Oh, sounds fabulous. Sounds like someone did a poo in the toilet. It's time to cross back to the other side. Welcome back to Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Welcome, 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 welcome. Welcome back to the second hour of Spooky Sundays with your hosts, Anne and Renata, at Newcastle Live Radio. We are in the studio. We're live. We're live. It's alive. We're alive. (laughs) Just. And and we're going to be presenting two more super fabulous spooky stories in this hour. And then... And we have the beautiful (coughs) Miss Christy from Spells and Spirits coming on board with her magical moments with her magical moments yeah I won (laughs) and yeah now look before I get into this um, uh, I just want a bit of a a bit of a ranty oh we've got a tanty ranty why aren't there any ghost stories like ones that are happening right now to people Mm -hmm. um, on and reported in newspapers in a, they are in, in America. Australia. In, in uh, Australia. Yeah, in America and England, they're everywhere. I know, but, but... Nothing in Australia. Try and search on the internet uh, about spooky stories of things that are happening right now to people in Australia, and it's crickets. What the hell, people? Yeah, maybe they're biased towards that maybe, sort of story. Maybe if you know a source... Tomato? Barbecue? You can let us know. Sweet chilli. Because this is really frustrating. Mm. I don't want to tell stories that have been around for, you know, ever. Uh, I want some new stuff. Want fresh meat or dead fresh meat? Fresh dead meat? Anyway, have a think about it. If you have a source of where you're finding ghost stories online that are happening right now in Australia, uh, can you please let us know? Because obviously we're not getting the... The email. 
<laughs> we're not getting the email. But look, my story is a desperate family have been living in a caravan on the driveway, claiming an enraged spirit attacked their daughter, slammed doors and repeatedly turned lights on and off. Petrified Lauren Roth, her husband and their two young kids have been living in a caravan on their driveway after being left scratched and bruised. The poltergeist has reportedly been slamming doors, repeatedly turning lights on and off, but the final straw came when Lauren felt like someone stuck their finger down my throat. (laughs) The 30-year-old who's lived in in the property in Middlesbrough since November, so this is in the UK, Mm -hmm. says her daughter saw a man in the mirror and her husband, who originally thought it was all nonsense, is now terrified. And you see, as I was saying, this one's from the UK. We get plenty of stories from America and nothing from Australia. Diddly squat. Lauren got a ghost hunting husband and wife duo round in a desperate bid to give them give the the ghost the boot, but they were also attacked and instructed the mum to never return to the house. Oh my God! Get better paranormal oh investigators. My God. Oh God! It's been event after event after event, said Lauren, who is unable to sleep and wakes up every hour after the traumatising ordeal. I'm okay at the moment, but I'm still quite traumatised by it. I was still going into the house on Saturday, just gone, and I had a bad experience even then. I haven't slept since. I'm literally seeing every hour of the night. I thought it might just be the lights, but then in January last, the paranormal activity started. At my old property, my kids were never scared of anything, but one night in this house and the kids both woke up. Caleb was in bed and I remember him shouting to me. He said, Mum, Arabella is scared because she's seen something in her room. She said a cat scratched her. I said, there's no cats here, babe. But she had scratches on her. About half an hour later, she was up again. She said there was a man in the window. Mum, this man in the window. (laughs) I moved the curtains, showed her there was nothing there. But she then pointed to the mirror and said, no, mummy, in that one. The next day, we ripped it off the wall and disposed of it in the garage. That's not disposing of it. That's just moving it somewhere else. Lauren claims the final straw came when she was revising last month. Well, that's the final straw. Revising last month and felt fingers down her throat. (laughs) And was forced to flee her home and live, live in a caravan in the front garden. There's been a few events since then uh, where I got bruised. One time I was sat down some work. Oh, my God. He's written this. And this, Good and this was the final straw. She's had a number of I final know. straws. She must have a very strong back of that camel with the final straws that she keeps getting put on there. I had assignments to do and had to study for nine hours. Oh, uh, that it was, sucks. It was like someone stuck their finger down my throat and I started coughing. So she just had a coughing fit. On the Sunday night, when we came out the house at 2 a.m., oh, I must remember this is written by someone um, who is writing in English. 
Queen's English. They use different words. It's really weird. You couldn't say it with a proper accent. No, no. Someone opened the bedroom door. I could hear the handle go down and the door opened. The lights were going off. I felt someone standing at the end of the bed. (laughs) When I was away in Spain in April, now that's just, yeah, that's just showing off. La cucaracha. The doors were slamming during the night. Bang, bang. My husband was a non-believer, a proper lad's you. lad, and it's absolutely terrified Oi, him. I don't believe you. We've stayed with my mum since the experience. After trying to get the house blessed, and apparently it, apparently it angered it further, Bugger off. Lauren decided to call Ghost Hunters, Lee and Lindsay Steer, Lee, to, Lindsay. to deal with the extreme poltergeist activity in her home. Now, wait till you hear this. I haven't seen anything extreme yet. Paranormal investigator Lee, who runs Project Reveal, Ghosts of Britain. Oh. Please go on their Facebook page and check them out. These are the ones that took over our, um, when we were investigating. No, 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 no. No? No, no. No, No, they're the ones that go out and find demons everywhere they go. There is witches and demons and devils and everything in every single location. And people keep sending the money stop it so uh, they visited the house on monday to confront the supernatural guest and came away with an injury lee claimed the strange encounter left him with scratches on his arm and eerie footage showing the spook's presence oh we need to send beth over there she'd look (sighs) after it in one chilling clip lee discovers long and raised scratches appearing on his skin while another shows Lindsay ordering the spirit to turn the lights on and off go on a dear and apparently playing along images show so somebody was at the power box outside going flick 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 (laughs) images show a creepy figure in the window an unexplained shadow on the stairs and even a dead bird rotting on the driveway of the property oh birds die (laughs) after the they probably they probably had it in their pocket and they <laughs> threw it down. Sorry, I shouldn't say that. No, no, no. Uh, after the uneasy encounter, Lee and Lindsay instructed Lauren to hand her keys over <gasps> and leave and never return so as not to encourage the ghost to return, something she did straight away. That's I'm un- sorry, that's just wrong. That is, it is really so wrong. wrong. <laughs> that's wrong. Lee said she was desperate and really frightened. She was in tears and it was all getting too much for her. It got to breaking point where she would not step foot in that house again. Oh, those poor people. She actually moved out of the house and lived in a caravan in the garden for a while. She got another house and she's worried the spirit will follow her. It will. No, it won't. We, we told her that as soon as we'd done it, to hand the keys back over. Once she did that, she would invite. She wouldn't invite the spirit back, and the temptation to go back in would be taken away. She's handed in the keys to the estate agent. We're very proud of her. It's not an easy thing. She's had a really hard time, and I feel so sorry for the girl. It's a very private, personal thing. Hopefully, now she can come. She can move on. I bet they've done a live. Oh, I bet that's, I that's could put money on it. Put Her money husband on it. was very sceptical, but he had something happen with the doors banging when he was on his own. 
the paranormal investigators set up cameras and live streamed the ghostly going on. There you on. go. There you go. But it's, it's private and personal, people. Oh, very private very and personal. Very personal, private and personal. Uh, but were surprised when the unknown entity lashed out at Lee and left him with tingling injuries on his hand and forearm. Tingling injuries. They're not that bad. I've put a photo up on the... Um, community page yeah check it out every time i went to pick up the devil's toy box hey the what the mirrored container used for investigations yep can we get one of those Uh, i felt a tingling sensation on my hand amazon right now (laughs) i could see my arm being scratched in the moment it caught me by surprise and it had only happened once before it was a sign that the spirit was aggravated and we were moving it along. I think there were about four scratches. You were looking at it, fellow. You should know how many. There were three on the palm side and there was one on my arm. They were very long and raised. Everything seemed calm after it had scratched me. Lauren stated that her daughter had said that there was a cat in the bedroom and she woke up with scratches. They, the experts... Do you think that demons can portray as something nice as a cat or a child to draw you in? I felt it was kind of backed into a corner and letting me know it was there by giving me warning signs. When Lee and Lindsay ventured upstairs, something appeared to trigger the sensor on their equipment and the bathroom lights flicked on and off. They discovered the spirit would even follow their commands, appearing as if to try and communicate with them. Oh, there are so many things wrong here. Lindsay said, we don't know if there was a spirit in the bathroom. I said something like, are you here? And on the equipment, it said haunting. Oh, they've got one of those apps, haven't they? Yeah, the ones that the microphone listens to what you're saying and repeats it back, yeah. (laughs) As if to say, yes, I'm here haunting that property. No, no, no. Uh, I looked around and said, Lee, have you switched the lights off? He said, no, the bathroom light had gone off. I came to the bottom of the stairs and I said, okay, spirit, if you're here, switch the light back on. Lo and behold, it came back on. We were asking questions and asked if it could turn the light off for us, and it did. It was a pull switch, and there were no other light switches that could have been pressed, and you can clearly see our reaction. Oh, except for the one in the power box, where you can actually switch it on and off. I'm just disgusted with that. Uh, yeah, that that is... If they were, their their only answer was to tell these people to move out and never come back, then they are the wrong people for that job because it means they haven't found the source of what the issue is. They've gone in looking for something paranormal. They've got bias before they've even started. They haven't looked at the state of the family and the emotional uh, trauma or anything that might be in the house. And they're doing a live. And they're doing lives from someone's home. Yeah. That's, that's, that's just, a big no-no. How many rules have they broken? Yeah, ha- the people don't know how many private cases we've been on because we don't say a lot about them because it is private. These people don't want their stuff put out into the whole world, particularly a freaking live. Oh, take a breath in. Take okay. a breath. You're listening to Spooky Sundays on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back, and Anne has a story for you. I've got a story for you. Remember, next week we have the ghostwriter. Yes, where we will be introducing a new character. 
And we'll also have a report on what we've been up to next week. Yes, absolutely. But if you want to see where we are going tomorrow, jump onto the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page and you will be able to see us when we go live on and off throughout the day. Mm, we'll be asking you questions about where are we. <laughs> All right, well, I've uh, got a little bit of time to tell my stories. I've got about eight minutes. So... This is about uh, cemetery workers, people who work in graveyards or cemeteries, describing the creepiest things that they have seen around their workplace. Mm -hmm. Now, when I first read this, I thought creepiest things left at graves. I was expecting, you know, items here and there. But there's a little bit more to it. And I would like to put a little bit of a warning on here uh, because there are some things that may trigger people here. So please be warned. Mm -hmm. Um, But this particular one is an encounter with a perfectly seated fresh corpse is the title. Uh, Oh. Uh, And this is the story. This was pretty much when I decided that I couldn't work at a cemetery anymore. As I drive up to my usual spot, I noticed a white car parked in the middle of the road at a diagonal, almost blocking the entire road. I parked behind it and thought, it was weird. Maybe an elderly person was visiting early or something. I got out of my car and started walking up the hill to get to our office on the other side. On the hill, there was a brick path with a railing. As I walked up on the brick path, it was really bright. But I can sort of see someone slouched on the path with their head down low, sort of leaning against the railing. Sometimes there are homeless people who sleep in the cemetery, and I thought this was one of those situations. So I got off the path and walked on the grass, trying to avoid encountering the person. But as I got closer, I realised that there was something seriously wrong. I walked a bit closer and immediately knew this person wasn't alive. I didn't want to walk closer, but I could see it was a woman, and she had a thin noose tied around her neck, and there was blood everywhere around her. The other weird part was that she was perfectly sitting, almost like she had been placed there or something. It could have just been a coincidence. I don't know. After that horrible viewing, we went back to the office and waited for the police to come. They came back half an hour later and they told us they'd found a suicide note in the car I parked behind. They told us she was a former nurse. She had recently lost her daughter. (sighs) No one knew if the woman's daughter was buried nearby or why she had picked that spot. Wow. That's not what you would expect, is it? No. No, other than she probably knew that they would, she would be found. Yeah. Yeah. Now, here's another one. Uh, another worker from the cemetery graveyard. I was sitting in the truck while my co-worker went inside to the office to finish documenting the service. The truck we used to drive was a real beater and completely filthy inside. Digging graves is pretty messy. And the truck was littered with dust and old Tom, uh, Tim Horton coffee cups. I'm sitting in the truck when an older gentleman comes up to the door and asks me a question about finding a grave. Pretty common question, as any cemetery is pretty much impossible to navigate without assistance. I go to respond when all of a sudden an older lady opens the side door, jumps in and points a finger and yells, that man kidnapped me. Get me away from him. Don't let him ever touch me. I'm completely floored by this. She doesn't 
doesn't look out of sorts at all, completely normal, but she is in an absolute, complete fucking <laughs> panic. <laughs> I look at the guy who all of a sudden walks away from me and looks totally shocked. He can barely talk. He's totally flawed. Meanwhile, the older lady is pleading with me to help her, repeating that she's been kidnapped. I try to calm her down, but she's completely losing it. And then she opens the truck door and runs towards my two other co-workers who were watering flowers about 500 metres away. I get out of the truck and I ask the old guy what the hell is going on, but he can barely talk. He mutters something that she might have Alzheimer's and is taking is tough taking care of her. Um, so he, he, he mutters that you might have Alzheimer's and it's tough taking care of her. Might? Hmm. You'd know, wouldn't you? Um, I ask if we need to call an ambulance for her or if she, is, she has medications, but he doesn't know what to do. I can see the older lady talking to my co-workers and she seems a bit more at ease with the distance between her and the guy. As I look back at the older guy by me, he begins walking back to his vehicle and says, I'm sorry about this whole thing, but I won't bother you again. He gets into his van and just drives away. He didn't try to run back to the older lady or anything. He just takes off. As I walk towards my co-workers, I can see that the older lady is gone. They said that before she, before they could call for help or call someone, she ran to the street, flagged down a random vehicle and got inside. Then the guy from before drives by in his van, smiles and nods at me like none of this just happened and slowly drives away from the cemetery. Okay, nuts. That, that's, that just do they both bad. have dementia, maybe? They maybe both have a little bit of, yeah, oh, that, which is that, really sad. I mean, if somebody came running up to you and did that, you would have to, by duty, call the police just to double check, mm-hmm. I reckon. Mm-hmm. I'll give you some shorter ones because I know we've got to go to um, our beautiful Christy soon. Mm-hmm. Um, this is called Two Sisters Went to a Funeral. Mm-hmm. It's from somebody called Fun Director. Right. We had these two really active senior sisters in town, always out and about doing things, never married, lived together their whole lives. They took care of each other all the time. One of their friends died and they came to the funeral. After the sermon, we are ushering everyone by the casket and and, uh, Sister One waves us off and sits there holding Sister Two's hand. We take the casket out. We are getting everyone into their cars and these two sisters are still sitting there. I walk over and ask is everything alright and Sister 1 calmly tells me that Sister 2 died during the service and they didn't want to make a fuss at their friend's funeral. Uh, oh. oh. <laughs> you didn't see that coming, did oh, you? no. So oh. she just, she died and they just sat there through the service together. Oh, uh, right. That's okay. <laughs> Oh dear. I know. I, I, I oh. know. Alright, uh, we've got another time for another quickie. Yep. Okay, about 30 minutes before a funeral, somebody showed up and was standing near the freshly dug grave. I thought nothing of it, thinking they'd just shown up early. About 10 minutes later, I get a call from the manager. She says, someone put something inside the grave. I go to investigate and this is what I found. Now, it's a picture of an eggplant. 
an aubergine. Okay. Now, the eggplant can mean something very different mm-hmm. in texting messages, yes, can't it? that's true. Um, yep. So the picture and the strips of paper we found inside the hole, so there was these little bits of paper that mm-hmm. had been shoved inside the eggplant and then thrown into the grave. Mm-hmm. Not sure what its purpose is. My first thought was voodoo, but many others have suggested it may be Santiera. The name on the paper was not the name of the person being buried. Ah. Uh, <gasps> um, ah. I think that's a little bit of um, payback. Yes. A bit of a karma thing happening Yeah, they're there. trying to bury someone with someone else. Yes. Oh. Crystals, spells, moon cycles and more. Christy from Spells and Spirits takes you through different aspects of magic. It's time for Christy's Magical Moments on Spooky Sundays. Oh, isn't that beautiful? Oh, so cute. Smile to my face. Oh, it's so beautiful. <sighs> Welcome, Christy, into the studio. Well, in, into the phone at the studio. Into, into the phone, <laughs> into the Down studio. Down the portal. Yes. <laughs> yes, I've said portal so many times this weekend, it's not funny. How are you? I'm good, and I want to say a big congratulations for Wednesday night for the true haunting. Thank it you. Oh, thank you. It was hilarious, and um, I'm very grateful for having spells and spirits there peddling my wares. God, you sold some Ouija boards, girl. (laughs) Yeah, I know. They were flying out the door. I know. Everyone loves them. Yep, absolutely. Oh, and I thank you for my little gift that you gave me. That sign is sitting on my door at uh, that other place, which I won't mention because (laughs) it's all about you. This is your moment. (laughs) Yes, Um, but it just looks supreme, supreme. Excellent. Anyway, what what are we talking about tonight? Candle. <gasps> I do like a candle. Oh, like a candle. oh Barb gave me a lovely candle the other day. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Sorry. Go I've on, got, keep going. I've got some candles as well. Ooh, I'm spoiled. Yeah. Nice. Look, if the electricity goes out, I've got enough candles for about 15 years, all right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Us too. <laughs> I love <Yes>. them, though. <laughs> so, um, a few weeks ago, possibly last century, I can't remember, we talked about anointing the candles. That is true. So, oiling up the candles, giving them a good rub up or down. Yes. Um, yes. To get that magic happening. Yes. There's a so friction. So, today I want to talk about mm-hmm. the different colours of candles and their uses. Mm-hmm. So, white candles can be used in replace of any other colour. So, if a spell called for a red one or a white one, or a pink one, a yellow one, if you've only got white, then white will do. It's a universal right. colour. Yep. So, um, you can use just the white candle to represent anything. You don't have to go out and specifically buy each coloured candle. Mm-hmm. But if you do choose to do that, and a lot of people do, mm-hmm. well, a white candle does represent purity and truth, um, sincerity. And adds sort of like, you know, I guess a spiritual strength um, to the spell work that you're doing. Mm -hmm. You would use a pink candle for anything to do with love, friendship, um, honour, general success. That can actually be used in money Mm -hmm. um, spells as well. A red candle for love, sex, good health, strength and physical vigour. 
Renata just winced. You said the sex word. (laughs) (laughs) Robert's having fond fond memories of your candle stroking episode that you did one time. I try to raise that out of my mind. <laughs> no. um, an orange candle is good for concentration and mm. attraction, adaptability and stimulation. Oh, well, we need that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> Our brains are dripping out of our ears. Falling <laughs> oh, alone where it's hard. <laughs> a yellow candle is good for um, attraction, can also be used in persuasion as well, so the changing of minds. Um, confidence and in any um, charm work. So next week I'm actually going to talk about um, making a charm, I think. Mm. We had an, a, an interesting aubergine story just before you came on, so maybe you might be able to explain to listeners what you would use an aubergine for, but never mind, let's go oh, back to the kitchen. I know what to use the aubergine emoji for. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not good enough. Okay. Anyway, carry on. Green candle, anything to do with finances, money, luck, prosperity, and fertility. Mm-hmm. Light blue candle is good for health, tranquility, protection, peace, happiness. Your dark blue candles is good for lifting depression or moods. Maybe I need one of those. <laughs> um, <laughs> impulsiveness. Um, so it's a dark blue is like a very subduing sort of um, colour to use. Purple, again, for ambition, business, um, power, so whether that's magical or psychic work, um, relieving tension and strengthening power. I need to relieve some tension. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm not going to say it. It's going around in your head now, isn't it? (laughs) Do we... Yeah, don't worry about it. Okay, brown candles, and I'm going to be honest, I don't think I've ever seen a brown candle. No, no oh. one uses brown candles. <laughs> <laughs> so a brown candle, though, you can use it for uncertainty and doubt, and that's my, I'm very uncertain and doubtful about a brown candle. <laughs> <laughs> uh, black candle, again, for um, sadness, mourning, any sort of banishing um, and protection. A grey candle, cancellations, um, stalemates, and um, creating more neutral. What's the word? New, neutrality. Neutrality. Neutral ground. Oh, neutral ground. The old grey area. Mm-hmm. Um, with that, so again, a lot of spells. You know, with the utilization of candles, sometimes the can the spell requires the candle to be burnt all at one time. So if you're going to go out and buy, you know, a seven-inch candle... <laughs> going to be waiting a long time for that, that thing to... Yeah. Handle it carefully is what I would say. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> my, my mind is just a welter of terrible things. Yeah, I know. <laughs> You know what I found, and you're probably going to say this, the little birthday candles that you can buy in packets are really awesome. Yes. The birthday candles are the thing to buy for spells that require the candle to be burnt in one day. Because some spells require a seven-day burning of a candle, Mm -hmm. which you do need the bigger candles to get the longevity of those times. Mm -hmm. But for shorter ones, simply just go and buy a pack of birthday candles. They'll melt down in a few minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, you don't risk burning your house down unless that is your intention. 
Oh, please don't. And a big shout-out to Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> who left her baby boy for the first time with her partner last night. And Yep, anyway, we won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> but she got through it. Yeah, she, she did, got, she, she did. did. Yeah. But, yeah, so birthday candles are ideal. And, again, you know, you don't have to spend, you know, hundreds of dollars on candles. You can if you wish. I've got them on the website. Mm-hmm. But... Birthday candles or just use white candles for all of them. And once they're anointed, you give them their intention, whether you want to inscribe them or anything like that, will still work exactly the same on that frequency and vibrancy that you want it to work on, mm-hmm. if that's the word. Fabulous. Fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. So have you got anything coming up um, over the next week or so? Work, 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 work. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like us, doesn't it? Uh, anything specific in the shop? Oh, I have a whole new batch of Ouija boards on their way. Oh. Um, we did sell out on Wednesday night at Maitland Oh, wow. <laughs> so we do have another batch on their way, so I will obviously put them on Facebook and upload them as well. So there's little cute wooden Ouija board earrings and little planchette jewellery holders. And we are hitting the burrs very soon, the B-E-R apostrophe S, which is... They're the best month ever. Yeah, the September, the October and November and December. So it's time to start Christmas shopping. Mm. As of next week. Yes. So your website, please. Sorry. Sorry, we just... Sorry, we missed all of that. Yeah, your website, please. Dogspirits.com.au, but I am releasing a new F off spray for Halloween. Oh, I can barely. I'm so excited. I know the the anticipation was there. <laughs> All right, Miss Christy, thank you very much. If you want to get in contact with um, Christy or buy any of her lovely, fantastic things that she has on offer, spellsandspirits.com.au, and uh, you will see her shop there and uh, support a local business. Thank you very much, Christy. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thanks, Christy. Bye. Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata, only on Newcastle Live Radio. Welcome back, everyone. Now, we've got a few minutes left before we finish up for the night, so we're going to go back to a question that was asked earlier. No, by Becca Lee. About Wahija boards. About Wahija. So <laughs> she was asking some advice for people who would um, – what advice would you give people for using them? Um, well, it's the same advice I would give to anyone who is doing any sort of spirit communication, um, regardless of whether it's a Ouija board, a spirit box, a K2, a pendulum, dowsing rods, anything. Uh, first off, be in the right frame of mind and not under the influence of alcohol or drugs because that can put you in a heightened state or um, your imagination can run wild. So be in a really clear-headed state. Uh, and this is a tool of communication. So it's like your house, your home. If somebody comes knocking at the door, you open up the door and you choose who you let come into your house. So if you go, all right, I want to talk to someone, I'm going to open up my front door and I'm going to say, I'm here to talk to people. And then they come to the door and you go, 
all right, I'm only getting to let people in here who are going to speak respectfully and uh, answer my questions intelligently. And you then invite them in. And then if you don't like what they're doing, you say, okay, out you go. You're, you're not doing the right thing or if you get a bad vibe about it close down the board close down the session whatever you're doing close it down you are in control just remember that you are always in control not the other side so um that's my advice what would you uh, say renata um also if you're in an um, in an emotional state Correct, yes. or like you i said before under the influence of alcohol just Pop your mind back to uh, the last really bad text you sent to someone <laughs> when you knew you shouldn't a have. A text. And you go, oh, gosh, I wish I hadn't have done that. The same <laughs> rules apply to any type of communication that you do. Don't do it. When, don't do it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't do it when there's a likelihood you're going to say something or or want to try something um, and you're not prepared for uh, the repercussions of it. Um, there are rules, but I think some people um, put too many flourishes on those rules. Oh, and don't they and get we ridiculous. see people like, oh, you've got to turn the board over, you've got to knock three times, you've got to walk around and, and you've got you to know, say the prayer. This. There's a special <laughs> prayer. And in the end, all you are really doing is assuring yourself that. Um, you are closing things off. And, you know, we're big adults here. We need to take control of our lives and the things that we do. And that's as simple as it is. Be in control. Yeah. So when you sit down to the board, you uh, state your intentions, what you are trying to do, who you are trying to communicate with, then open up the session, put your fingers on, do your session at the end of it to all take your fingers off and say, thank you so much for joining us this evening. Even if nothing came through, you don't know whether they've tried really hard to get a message through and it just hasn't worked so you say thank you so much uh, it is time for you to leave I now remove all the permissions I've given for mm-hmm. this communication you must go back to where you came from and we wish you I don't know safe safe journeys mm-hmm. something like we that we send you love and light yeah, or whatever you want love and light and that's that's how I close yeah. my session we always say we wish you peace yeah uh, we send you love um, but we must now leave and get on with our lives yeah and so must we as well right now yes because it is time for us to head out of the studio think of us tomorrow make sure you're following us on the Anne and Renata Frightfully Good page Mm -hmm. to see where we're going and also thank you to everyone who has subscribed to YouTube we cracked that 5,000 well and truly we're now aiming for 6,000 so help us get there head to Anne and Renata Frightfully Good and you'll see in brackets Ghost Grannies that's us subscribe but now yes we are going to our last song it's a peter gabriel classic uh, and then we will be at uh at the time to uh hear the news but anyway see you later see you on the dark side stay spooky most mysteries can be solved by looking at the facts but sometimes the facts don't give us the answer so it's time to call in Anne and renata Spooky Sundays, when the truth lies beyond a logical answer. Dive deep into the world of the unknown with real ghost stories and the unexplainable. Sometimes unconventional, but always entertaining. It's Spooky Sundays with Anne and Renata. Sunday from 8pm, only on Newcastle Live.